Third Person Podcast. My name is Chris Milhouse and joined, as always, with my co-host, Daryl Hammond. How are you, Daryl? Never better, my friend. Yeah. Never better. I love it. I love to hear that. Uh, we've got a great episode today. The great comedian Godfrey is going to be on in just a minute. Uh, how are you today, though? I heard you, uh, you had a nice little visit at the door there today, huh? Yes, people have been coming to my door giving me things from the Census Bureau. And uh, I didn't even know what the hell they were. I'd heard we weren't doing census anymore. So, no, I mean, I was witness now, pretty much, you know. Well, I mean, I was just surprised how aggressive they were because, like, is there anything the fucking government doesn't know about me? <laughs> right? Like, Am I on the lamb or something? You're like, I'm sorry, do you guys not have Alexa or Google? No, I'm like, no, I've been paying taxes for like a million years. You, sh- you know what's under my fingernails, right? You know what's in my navel. <laughs> All right, you know me really fucking well. So I was a little surprised they were so aggressive to find out how many people lived in this apartment. Yeah, who's in there? Nation- You're like, All right, yeah. relax. <laughs> and what my nationality is. So, oh, well, okay. But wait, you know. I, I did it. I haven't, I haven't put it in the mail yet, but I did fill it out. Well, that's good. It's important, you know. So you got to get that, uh, make sure that taxpayer money goes to the right places and, you know, get they got the right info and... Whatever, Whatever I can do to help. Yeah, make sure you join the Church of Scientology when you're done. <laughs> it's just a, it's it, they always, it feels odd when you talk to those type of people because you know they're I'm sure they feel odd too because they're knocking on people's doors, they have strangers' doors. They're just especially during Corona, like a pandemic. You know, they're like, hey, can I talk to you about who's in your apartment? <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's, I, I, I it was disconcerting to me, but it was explained to me that it's perfectly legit they yeah. do it every 10 years just do it and make america great yeah absolutely well i mean uh one of those things i mean i i'm trying not to be home as much so i probably have missed them when they've come by my apartment but uh you know it is nice to, it's nice weather here in new york out in california though 114 in los angeles my god it's been insanely hot i am happy that i am here they say the temps are going to get even higher than that, so I'm happy I'm here too. Hey, you know, global warming—it's a—it's a real thing, my friend. It is a real thing. Uh, I uh, I do want to just uh, just kind of cut the uh, this short and just get straight to our guest. We have such yeah. an amazing guest today. We this is one of my favorite comedians that we have on. This is a guy that you don't want to follow on stage uh, when doing stand up. I mean, both of us are both stand up comics and. This guy just absolutely destroys when he's on, and he's yeah. such a pro. Uh, but let's uh, let's let's welcome uh, our friend comedian Godfrey. See if we can get him locked in. Hey, hey, hey. There we go, Godfrey. Welcome, Godfrey, to the show. You can hear me. We can hear you. Yes, sir. Oh, great. <laughs> welcome, 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 my friend. Godfrey is one of the funniest comedians. If you don't know, please look up his stuff. He is an absolute murderer on stage as a stand-up comic. Great dude. <laughs> Great actor, all around great dude. Uh, thank Thanks. you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Godfrey. <laughs> thank you. Good to see yeah, you, Godfrey. Fucking Daryl Hammond. Holy shit, Godfrey. <laughs> Lots of late nights at the cellar, dude. You ain't never lied, man. Daryl, I'm surprised you got a podcast, bro. Uh, this guy, this guy right here is responsible. <laughs> I know he is. I know Daryl didn't just go, I'm going to go do a podcast because no. Daryl's the most mysterious man on the planet. Is that so? Well, yeah. actually, he, he did hit me up. He was the one. He goes, hey, would you be want, want to start a podcast? So really? I give Daryl some credit. Yeah. Well, Daryl, that's cool because Daryl was always 
It's so funny because Daryl always, you know, when I would, I did a lot of shows with that guy and um, I used to always quote his jokes too. Like, you know, cause he's such a great comedian. People don't realize how good of a standup Daryl is. They, he's oh, yeah. really good. Like oh, he's they, they know him for impersonating, impersonating a lot of times, you know, when you impersonate a lot of people, they think it's, it becomes corny, like a rich little or something, but he was never like that. I said, his standup is amazing. Like he's really good. Like he, <laughs> he incorporates his impersonations with I feel the same way about I feel the same way about your transformative abilities. I mean, I always admired your characters. Um, I appreciate but, that. But the great part about about the way you did it was, um, and this is how I did it. I learned from watching Richard Pryor. Mm. You you give this you give the setup to the joke in your own voice, and yes. then you do the punchline and character. Right. And right. Uh, I have marveled at you were a killmaster, dude. I appreciate that, man. And, you know, you never knew what Daryl was thinking because he would just come in and leave out. <laughs> the man in black. You're like you're like Johnny Cash of comedy, the man in black. Oh, man. That's a great compliment then. Yeah, of course. I know. Man. I never I never knew what to say because you'd be at the cellar and it's like <laughs> Seinfeld and Chris Rocker at the table <laughs> and Robin Williams. What am I? They didn't even, you know, what am I supposed to talk about? Yeah, but you're Daryl Hammond. It's like, yeah, you 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 were. How long were you on SNL? I always think you're still on it because sometimes when they need something, they just go Daryl Schultz. <laughs> I've been working for Lauren Michaels for twenty five years, a, a quarter of a century. So, so yeah, I wanted. To, I'm so happy I wanted to do this podcast because you know how significant you were when you came up to me. I don't know if you remember this. You were at my audition for SNL in 98. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that. And you told me, you came up to me years later at the cellar. We were at the bar at the cellar. And you said, Godfrey, I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. You don't remember? Remember when you were telling me? I don't remember. Well, you said, hey, I was at your audition at the um and uh, at the comic strip back in 98 and i remember your audition i said yeah you were there he goes yeah and you i remember you were the best of the night i said oh okay i remember i did really well i you know I, you, you know by the reaction of the crowd you always do really well man you're the guy that yeah, wants but, to follow man yeah, but that's why you close com- everything and then but, but, but let me let me throw in you didn't just do really well you were getting about 10 laughs a minute, all right? Because I used to time this shit with certain people. It was like, <laughs> bam, 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 applause. Bam, 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 applause. You were getting 10 laughs a minute. Wow. Co- and Cosby would get like 11 sometimes. Yeah. But 10 laughs a minute, Godfrey, the, 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 the audience doesn't have more oxygen than that. <laughs> they can't. They You're can't killing laugh. them. You're killing them for real. They're it's all dying. Killing. It's called killing. <laughs> they don't. I was like going. I remember. Talking, I was like, they don't have more oxygen. Like that's all the oxygen they it's have. So, it's so funny because Daryl is that is this funny as that, but Daryl's. You're you're more relaxed. Your setup is very relaxed. You're very. You're, you talk very smoothly. And then you bam hit him. Ah, you see that you because you control that. Me, well, I'm tried. a little more. I'm a little more hyper. <laughs> so, so, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> 
where I mean, you're like sprinting. It's like a sprint. You're doing like a 440. You're doing like an 880 relay, you know. You're like, <laughs> I swear. I was in, on the track high, team, which is weird. I was a high, sprinter. In, high, in junior high, I ran the 440 like two times. And you were, you're, you're like running a 440. Yeah. I'm like one of those. But And the funny thing is, it's just over the years, you've learned to, you know, you learn to pace yourself. But I'm still like an energetic dude. And, and it's so funny. I mean, I've heard wow. so many stories of people's auditions, different people, you know, like, um, I, I believe it was Brooks Whelan and he was talked about, he did his audition in, in this little small theater. And when he was doing this little small theater, it was out in LA, it's called like, um, IO West. And yeah. he said there was like no one in the audience. There was like a few people, but he bombed. <laughs> And he bombed bad, and he still ended up getting it. But he like after he bombed so bad, he was he he walked away from that going, dude. I I that's it. That's I'm not right. I'm out. And somehow got it. So it's it's so fickle. It just depends on what how I mean, he's feeling, what he's I, looking but, for, what kind of all person. I, all you know? I did was I was told to do like four characters and impersonations. I was just you know I'm coming from Chicago. Remember, I'm only doing comedy three four years, so I wasn't like a polished dude. I wasn't. But I knew I could be I was funny personality wise. My my of course, my jokes weren't super sophisticated, only doing it four years or three years. But I knew I said, let me just do these impersonations and, you know, and the voice, whatever, and the characters. And that's it. I don't even remember what I did, actually. But you know. <laughs> I want to I want to tell you two two stories. One was <clears throat> my second I auditioned for uh, SNL two times. It was turned down. The second wow. time I did it, uh, my audition was at Stand Up New York, <laughs> and, and I crushed. Right. There was a person there that night that bombed, and they got the show. How funny, man. So, so what I'm telling you is, <laughs> it's, I mean, no wonder fucking people go crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is a hard place. And I still work for them. You know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. still do spots on the show. Yeah, but um, if it makes sense, it probably won't happen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I I'll, I'll never forget that week after week after week, the story that should be the cold open. People go, "Are you getting ready to do the Geraldo thing?" I'm like, "No, no, that's the thing that makes sense. That's the one that's not going to happen." You know? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, and that was always like, a, yeah, it was always a thing. People would, even Dane Cook, even Dane Cook in his, in his days where he was the really hottest, the hot dude. Remember there was a time Dane was just, I was around, yeah, I was around him in LA. I would do his shows. You know, if you guys know Jamie Masada, yeah, and Jay Davis, all those yeah, guys. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie's my dude. I'm a regular at the cellar. I mean, I'm sorry, at the factory more than I am the comedy store. And so I remember when Jamie would say, Jamie would be like, um, he would say, buddy, you have to you have to do the show. You have to work with Dane. You can only, you're the only one that could follow him, blah, blah, blah. And I remember Dane, and Dane, that was when Dane was at his worst being a douchebag. He was at his top douchebaggery. <laughs> You know, I'm serious. Dane was, I'm not, and, and oh, I, yeah, love I met him back then. I met him back in like 2005, 2006. Yeah, and and, and I love Dane. And we, Dane was, used to come to the cellar. He's an East coast guy. And I, but he was really on one. Like it was, he was a different guy, but even he was like, Hey Godfrey, I don't understand. Why aren't you going out for SNL? 
you, <laughs> hey, Daryl, Daryl, do you remember T. Sean Shannon? Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> T. Sean oh. Shannon wrote some, he made me look great 10, 20 times. Well, okay, T. Sean Shannon was a twin, right? I didn't he's, know that. Yeah, he's a twin. So T. Sean Shannon comes up to me, right? He comes up to me and he says, um, he comes up to me and he goes, um, he calls me and he says, Godfrey, listen, I need you. I need you to, I need you to, um, I need you to come and audition for SNL. And I was like, what? I was like, no, they already, they already got like kind of rejected and shit and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, dude, I'm telling you, he was one of the head writers at the time. T-Sean yes. Shannon. And and I, and I kind of refused it because I was a little afraid. I was like, I already got like, I was sort of discouraged. <laughs> so I, I didn't do it. And then I had a table read um, one time with Colin Quinn. Colin invited me to a table read at the studios. To It was, it was going to be a movie that was going to be uh, produced by Adam Sandler. So Colin calls me and says, hey, man, I got some characters I need you to play like a Dominican guy, a Russian, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, cool. I'll come in there. And so I was me, Horatio Sands, Tracy Morgan, uh, Colin. I can't remember the other person. So we're all reading, right? We're reading, reading, reading. I'm doing my parts. And then this lady comes up to me. It was Marcy Klein, Marcy Klein, a blonde chick. She comes up to me. She goes, hey, 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 what's your, who are you? What's your name? What's your name? And I'm like, uh, and so I was like, oh, who the fuck is this lady? Like interrupting me, you know? I said, I'm Godfrey. She goes, I need your information. I need your information. I said, okay. And then I'm like, like, and I asked Colin, I was like, who the fuck is it? He goes, that's fucking Marcy Klein, bro. Da, 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 da. I said, what? Oh, shit. And so I got, she said, I need all your information. I've been watching you read. It's You're fantastic. And then I said, okay, that was the time I was with William Morris. So I tell my agents this shit. Mm. I said, yeah, Marcy Klein just approached me. So they get so nothing ever happened from that. <laughs> and yet, and yet, that's how I got the show. Oh, really? Marcy Klein picked me out of a crowd at Caroline's. Oh, that's so great. And I, I came in. She got me an audition for Lauren, but Lauren was like, so not interested in me, not wow. interested. And there I was alone in this big theater with him. And I, I'll never forget. I'm going into my best shit, you know. Yeah, and he's like picking lint off his shoulder and <laughs> checking his watch, and you know he's looking around, not even looking at me. And uh, I thought, I mean, this is Lauren Michaels, and he's bored as fuck. You know what I mean? It's like I finally got my shot at the big leagues, and yeah. fucking Lauren Michaels is bored as fuck. And um, I start. Here's what happened. I started doing. Um, Phil Donahue in German. I started doing <laughs> Ted Koppel in, in German. I, and somehow he started looking at me, but he had been put up to it by Marcy Klein and he didn't want to come through. Right. Right. Wow. But I did, I did well enough that he brought me back a second time in which she paid attention to me. But the first time he didn't want me around, but Marcy pushed and pushed and I'm sure she probably pushed for you. Well, I, who knows? Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, that's that's my story. And then I got another one. So Jamie's Masada calls me and goes, buddy, listen, I need you to come to L.A. 
that have auditioned <laughs> for you know how Jamie Masadas has been living in America for a hundred years. Yeah, but still, still has an accent that way. He's like, listen, buddy, I need SNL come to my club. I need you, buddy. Come down, SNL. They want to. I want you audition for SNL. That's you like the perfect, it, perfect uh, interpretation can, of him. It's like he's almost about to speak English. Then he just goes into Masada. He's like this. Hey, Godfrey, buddy, come body. club to me. Come now. Always you know? with the body, body, body. Yeah, yeah. You need to and wait he, outside, body. Yeah, You're not yeah. going on yet. Yeah, right. but he has he has a lot of charisma. That guy. Oh, he sure does. He's yeah. a charming fucking guy. He's charming and he's funny as shit too. Yeah, very. He'll funny. sneak up so, on you with that for that wit, like because he you oh, always he think know, he's all business. Because he's been around, you know. He worked with the comedy. He worked for the comedy store when he was an immigrant. He came and worked for um, Mitzi? Mitzi Shore. Oh shit! He I didn't worked know that. for her. Yeah, then he opened up his own club down the street. Oh shit! <laughs> but um, Bobby, I opened Nuts. Let's go. Oh yeah, that guy's been around since the seventies. He's seen it all. So, so then I and then I I I, I refuse to go because I go. I've been kind of rejected three times, Jamie. I I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to do this shit. He goes, buddy, you can do it. I believe in you, Bob. And then that that year they gave it to Finesse Mitchell. So that was I didn't show up because I was like I'm done with that shit. Uh, I love finesse, man. He's such a sweetheart too. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my story with the SNL thing. I, I, I mean, I've, to... I've had my head taken off at that fucking place. Really? You of all people? Oh my god. I mean, back in the day when I was doing Trump and I was getting all this recognition from like yeah. Newsweek and Time yeah. and. Yeah, Wall Street Journal and Daily yeah. Beast calling me America's Trump, and I'm trending <laughs> on 45 countries, and I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> trending in 45 countries, and I got fired. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it That's either. So- <laughs> I mean, think about this. I've, I'm I'm in the middle. I'm not just like doing okay. I'm in the middle of a home run trot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've dropped my fucking bat. I've thrown my bat, and now I'm doing my try. You're doing the Reggie Jackson, and I'm doing the J- Reggie, and I'm I'm rounding second base in Yankee Stadium. Crowd is cheering, and someone taps me on the shoulder. Um, like you get tapped on the shoulder, like, can I get that hat? <laughs> I'm gonna need that jersey too. Okay. You're can not going to need your We're going to need your will to live, too. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a home run trot. They're like, you're not going to need that hat anymore, bro. So you tell me. If that's a, I mean, I got my, that just, I don't even. That's, a, I mean, I don't mind telling that story. It's true. Uh, Oh my God! But you, I, you've been, but it's so good. You're like one of those employees he can't get rid of because you still come back. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a comedy seller waitress. <laughs> That's perfect pick, description. Picking up shifts and shit. I'm a comedy. I thought we waitress. fired you. I still live here. It's fine. Yeah, because the comedy seller, no one will fire somebody, but then he'll let them pick up shifts. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know. It, it, <laughs> When someone offers me a good check, yeah. I, I take the job. Right, 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 right. And, and and Lauren, even 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 though I was getting my ass beat from time to time, he was off. He'd call up with another check. You know, we do this, we do that. You damn right. That and I talked a- to you know when I when I lost the Trump job, I went to Hollywood and 
I just had to even, I couldn't even be in New York City. I was so depressed. And yeah. I started just by happenstance meeting these famous people. Yeah. And one of these guys told me things that enabled me to survive that, mm. you know, about, about show business. Yeah. And he, he said, listen, on its best day, show, and this is a famous motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, on its best day, show business is a game of chance. And if you think it's not, you know, you're crazy because wow. the best people in the world don't get the jobs Yeah, often. Right. It's a true story. Yeah. You're, you, you know, not your career is not even close to over. And I, I mean, you're, you're one of the most talented performers I've ever seen. And I've been at the cellar, man. I've seen everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yes, sir. 10 laps a minute is 10 laps a minute. <laughs> right? We didn't even have to know your name. There's about five or 10 people that can do that. So I just yeah. want to tell you that. Well, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Coming well, from I, you. I so. also got to say, man, like, speaking of Trump, like, I mean, I know Godfrey does an amazing Trump impression. Yeah. <laughs> I love your Trump. I, he told me to look it up online. I really loved it. How did you, you develop that? You no, know, I love I, it. I was just watching him and I saw, wow, his mouth is very, it's very closed. It's very, it's like a little vacuum. And so I looked at his mouth and I, you know, I just, I turned off, I, I took off the, um, I wasn't listening to the volume. I just was looking at his mouth and he's just like, you know, this. And so I was like, hey, can I get, mouth right. is a- <laughs> it's like he's puckered. He's puckered, yeah, puckered like a butthole. Puckered. Yeah. Like a butthole. Right. And a lot of shit comes out of that little asshole. Yes. So, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I think, can I get in that range? And so, and then, you know, what helped me was like his, his, he's not a politician because most politicians, like when you see Daryl Hammond doing Clinton, he'll, you know, Daryl, you'll do that. You know, that's the politician thing with the hand. Like, you know, when you do that, I told you, blah, 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 blah. But Trump is so out of the box when he talks, he does this thing with his hands. So I was like looking at his mouth and his hands and I was, and I started to put it here. You people are great. I started using the word great because I said great really well. Great well, our, my, ours work with him. Yeah, his ours. You're great. You you people are great. I was go great. So I got that. And so <clears> from there, I started to watch him more, more. You ever see Bob DeBono do his Trump? Oh, he's got a great. He did it on um, Comedy Central, right? Like a president show or something. Yeah, his his DeBono's. Oh great. yeah, his yeah, De- yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful. His his Trump is great with big crowds. Have you seen him do the crowd one where he's yelling because it's like when I do Obama. I do the town hall Obama. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, cause, Cause there's the Obama that's talking to the big crowds where he's like, I told you guys that, uh, you guys have to understand, you know, that blah, 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 that thing. It's yeah. really but, sweet. Yeah. There's different levels. Cause the Trump I do is just like the Trump where he's just talking in the newsroom, like in the conference room that just like, it's China, China, China. And it worked. And I started doing, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Daryl. When you you're on stage and you you do the you do the impersonation, people go, "Oh shit!" When they do that reaction, go, oh, "God, he sounds just like him." Then I knew mm-hmm. I, I I had the Trump a decent, especially coming from me, African American, doing a Trump. It's like the opposites. That's like when you do Jesse Jackson, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite goddamn characters. It's so <laughs> we, we were just actually talking about that right before yeah, we brought I, you on. We yeah, were talking because, about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I love about his Jesse Jackson? This is what I love about it. I love when you add in your own shit that, you know, you, the little twitching and the stuff you do. Oh, my God. Oh, but I, I studied um, him since 1988. I studied him. Wow. I studied him for years and years. And, yeah. you know, I believe Netflix, there's a movie about me on Netflix. They pulled me doing Jesse Jackson because I was wearing makeup. <laughs> But apparently he didn't hate it at all because I did shit that little things. <laughs> little things, right. I mean, he had the sense that, wow, this fucking guy has studied me for so long. Yes. I mean, yes. this guy has, is, is a student of me. And yes. I think on some level he was flattered by it. Yeah, it was the nuances you did. I said, oh, my God, he does do that. <laughs> oh, God, he does do I remember oh, yeah. when... I remember the time when you came up to me, Daryl, and you were trying to work on Regis Philbin. Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Mm. I I remember when you were working on Regis Philbin and you were Mm -hmm. you were you were like you were you showing me. And he goes, yeah, I'm working on Regis Philbin right now. And he started doing I said, oh, you're getting it. He goes, yeah, I got to keep working. Did you were you you were doing remember you were doing Regis Philbin? I did Regis about seven times. and My problem was that I didn't want to do anything that Dana had done. He did not leave me a lot. Okay. So I decided to go, you know, everyone has different sounds. Trump makes five or six, five or six different sounds. Yes. And and so I decided to go with Regis, uh, the nasal part, you know, like Joey and I were down in Tijuana in a cave that was a thousand (laughs) years old. It was a thousand years old. I I loved when he yelled. I always loved it. I when love he when he, he yelled. Get, when he'd get amplified. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you something. I did Clinton at the cellar, and one night, and I've never seen Clinton do this. I did one night on stage. I went like that. I never yeah. saw him do that. And yet I got about 10 years of a paycheck from that. Wow. I got, I mean, SNL, I, the, That's the writers fantastic. at SNL would go, the thumb and lip thing. <laughs> They would just write it in. T. Sean would write it in. T. Sean, man. Do, we, do you know where that? Do you know where that guy is? No. Okay, I was, I was like T. Sean. It almost sounds like a fictitious dude, T. Sean Shannon. And I said, yeah, T. Sean Shannon was a real dude. Are you following the um, Republican convention at all? I haven't. I haven't really been watching any TV. Is I haven't been hilarious? watching it, but Cool Cat over here has been watching. <laughs> I you've been, you've been watching the RNC. How is it? I watch. You know, I watch clips. I do a lot of stuff on Twitter. You know, I'll scroll through Twitter yeah. and I see a lot of yeah. the people are are you know a lot of people are outraged or whatever. But my favorite was, uh, I guess Don Jr. was all coked up the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on Twitter figured it out. That guy was on so much coke and he was taking shots at people on Twitter afterwards. Really? Yeah, because he was I, pissed I saw, that people were asking about it. He said I he took a shot some... at um, Biden's kid. Because Biden's kid had a drug problem, I believe, back in the day. The one that died? I don't remember, but he took I, – I want to say Hunter was Biden's kid's name, and he, he took a shot at him. Where wow. he was like – you know, I, somebody, put, somebody put up a joke saying, like, it's a Kermit the Frog meme of Kermit doing cocaine. And they were like, that's Don <laughs> Jr. backstage before the, you know, his speech. And then he goes, I think you meant to say Hunter Biden. And he's posting oh, this shit wow. lit, like like flat out on Twitter. And I was like, you know, wow. the whole Trump family, there's no shame. There's zero shame. 
They don't. Oh no, yeah, the, the the daughter's evil. Everybody's oh, evil. The kids are evil. You know, and it's it's you know it's kind of it's almost impressive uh, how lack of giving a shit that they care. Like even if he was coked up, it's like so what? What are you gonna do? I, you know, I'm not I'll selling it. <laughs> I'll tell you something. If I was with Trump, <clears throat> I would I wouldn't have problems saying what I'm gonna say right now. Yeah. When you try to take Obamacare away from 20 million Americans, health care. Yeah. Go to the Supreme Court to do it. Right. That's like Batman shit. That's like out of the comics. Right. Like you're going to take like evil villain you, shit for you're sure. You're going to the Supreme Court to take 20 million Americans' health care? How oh, come? It's, it's disgusting. In a pandemic. But he's a, but he's a, he's a, um, a five year old. He's a spiteful dude. He's a he's he he has feel he he has like you know petty. He's petty, like oh, but super petty. I'll tell you, if he yeah. gets reelected, you're going to see a path of revenge that's going to blow your mind. You I know? know. I'm scared. <clears throat> of that, that cat don't play. He doesn't play, and he's very very he takes shit personal. <laughs> and the thing is, and people say, well, so, to me, Trump set himself up. A long time ago, because, you know, he was a socialite. Trump used to be in rap videos. Trump used to, was on oh, the yeah. Fresh Prince. Trump literally rubbed elbows with everybody from every community. Mm-hmm. He was everybody's friend. He he's was on just a Method Man album, you know, like he's got. Yeah, everything. Yes. Yes. So he was that he got the, he had his hands in the hip hop community, hands in white elites, black age. He, he, he knew what the fuck he was doing. So then when he started running, he goes, hey, guys, you guys owe me. You owe me. Remember me? Oh, yeah. A lot of hands in that pocket. I used to come to your dinners. I used to put money in your pocket. He pimped. He's a fucking pimp, dude. Yeah. He's a pimp. Here's what what I think. If he gets reelected, I think he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to smoke fucking crack on stage right now. (laughs) He won't give a shit. He's like, fuck you. Here's some meth right now. What are you going to do about it? I fucking own the country. Yeah. He's going to fuck some motherfuckers up. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be scary. I'll, I'll tell you one time. Uh, it's two times. <clears throat> one time I was in his office. And there was another person there. And I was talking to them about something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then out of the corner of my eye, I, I sense that I'm being looked at. And this yeah. is, to me, the iconic Trump look when he's <laughs> when he does this shit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And the eyes are narrow. Like, I yep. can't be bothered with you, but I'm going to watch you. No, he's, and I said to myself, that guy is looking through me. He has this ability to sense weakness in people. That Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. looking through me. Yeah, yeah. He can, yeah. Sen- he can sense weakness in people. Yeah. How tall is he? 6'2", six, 6'3"? I would have said six three, but the the, the online is six six two. But the other thing about him is he's gigantic. I mean, he's you know he's a hamburger eater. He's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy eats burgers like yeah. I did this, I did His this form video. of exercise is golf. That's what he says. He goes, I need to get exercise. I, I yeah, but on, and he sits on the golf, golf cart. cart. <laughs> yeah, I walk even when I was thirteen. If I would walk eighteen holes of golf and really play it. You know, it's a pretty good day's work. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah know, it's tiring. It's tiring. You walk all eighteen holes. That's exercise for sure. But this dude ain't. But walking. he's 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 not treadmilling it or or no, biking it. Not. No, he's not. He's I, not getting. 
Go ahead. I, I did a, hang a, a hamburger over his head like a like a carrot with a donkey. You know, like, I did a video for Ivanka. Like this is a weird, how weird my life is. I was on a I, I had a texting relationship with Ivanka. Right. Wow. Until I lost my job, but um, I did. And uh, so one time I did this video for her as a, as a surprise for him. And it was just him eating hamburgers and french fries. That was the video. She goes, he likes a hamburger. He loves a hamburger. He's a large guy. And I think Eric is like 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, well, have you seen Ooh. his kid, his kid uh, Baron? Which one? Baron's like 6'1 Baron already. Baron's like tall as hell. Like they said that Baron, they made a joke, somebody on Twitter, I don't know, but they made a joke like uh, he looks like, you know, those like uh, multiple kids that are stacked up in each other in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How tall is Baron? He's tall, man. For like, he's only what, like high school or, or middle school, something like that. And he's fucking like over six feet already. Yeah. He's, they're, they're, yeah. they're a big family. It's that's a large, that's a, yeah. She's like six two. Ivank. What? Yeah, I think in heels. I bet she's a flat. Well, they have, they have, they have, they have, they have towering evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think in was Ivanka the one that said um, they asked her about people who were losing their jobs during pandemic. Does anyone know if it's true? And she, she said, "Why don't they just get another job?" Oh my god! Yeah, I think that's. I think that was her. He's I'm like, like Maria, does anyone Maria remember Antoinette. Louis the Fourteenth? Does anyone yeah. remember Marie Antoinette? Oh yeah, behead this eat. bitch. They don't have any bread, so eat cake. Oh my god! <laughs> Did she say that, Chris? I'm well, not. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think I think that was right. So I think that we should behead her, or behead Ivanka, like they did to Marie Antoinette. We should start beheading these motherfuckers. Wow. I, you know, I, I I'm going to say I bought a book of Donald Trump. I bought his book years ago. I'm not going to lie; it was one of the funniest books I bought. It was on sale. You know, in, in Barnes & Noble, when they have the little cheap shelf, yeah. things are discounted. It was a Trump book. I still have it. It's called How to How to Be Successful and Kick-Ass. And it's just Trump pointing on the cover, just like this, like looking at you real evil with a pointy finger. I had to buy it. I, was, how to, Chris, how to, I, haven't, I haven't showed you this, but it's sitting around here somewhere. <laughs> Did I show you the note he wrote me? No. No. It's, it's in that book. I have it. I have it around here somewhere. He wrote a note in this long what was note. note? <laughs> uh, I hope it's, be, it's got state secrets. <laughs> Dude, every 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 chapter was so horrible, but it was so funny. And he just goes, "Listen, stay away from bad people. They're no good. They're losers." <laughs> chapter two. I hate people that suck. It was just like it was just the most. <laughs> it was the most fucking grade school way of writing but i laughed through the whole thing he was just like i know some people who are jealous of my success they're done they're losers they suck next chapter he just, it was just chapter so- five <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be great to hear a, a trump audio oh my i would buy i would buy that i would download that shit in a heartbeat oh my chapter god five one time my friend he was pretty 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 shitty guy <clears throat> and so we had a business deal i won my deal was better fuck him chapter six <laughs> chapter six melania is ignoring <clears throat> me chapter seven <laughs> it came up to me at a uh i did a dinner for him uh-huh 
uh, Peace the Police Athletic League, and I'm sitting. Ivanka's here, and uh, no, Melania is there, and Trump is oh, here. Man. And uh, the the first time he walks up to me was on <laughs> on Broadway somewhere, and he goes, "You think you're this terrific person? You think you're this? You're thinking about okay? You're not that great, okay? You're making all the money because of me, okay?" And I was like, "He's <laughs> like." That's why your kids going to college, okay? That's such a fucking Trump thing to say. That's such a Trump thing to say. Wow. No, he was right. I made it. My kid did go to college. That's another thing I want to tell you, Godfrey, and see yes. what you think of this. Yes. If you're on SNL and Lauren goes, just keep working here. Like, he, he comes to me and he goes, you know, what do you want out of this place? I'm like, well, I got a kid now. I, I want her to go to college. Yeah. He goes, we can do that. Oh, wow. You have a fucking kid it's hard to leave yeah of course and he you gets offered right? these fucking jobs he, he offers these announcing jobs and you're like how am i gonna turn it you know you're not gonna, gonna turn, turn it down no of oh. course not you'd be Hell silly no. to turn that down yeah and the other thing is once you get in the room with him i don't care how bad it is like you know there were jobs that got taken for me and jobs i wanted i didn't get once you start talking to you you feel like you walk out of the room with a birthday cake. You're like, I just lost that job. I just, why am I so happy? Why do I feel okay? That cat is. You ever talk to him, Godfrey? Yeah, I had a chance to when I, I went to the Eddie Murphy taping through Michael mm. Chase. I got a pass from Michael Che and, and Colin Jost. I got invited, so thank God. Because I, I planned it early because I usually rarely ask. And I said, hey, it's Eddie Murphy. Dude, I want to come. And I I'm was jealous, to, man. I'm jealous. Yeah, I hung out. And we hung out in Che's room, was able to watch. And then we got on the floor to watch the weekend update. They let us on the floor. And then, um, yeah, um, after the after party, I actually sat and we talked. It was me, him. It was a bunch of people. And we just chatted. He told us about the Richard Pryor days and the, all the days, and it was cool. I never, like, you know, one time I, I thought I should, I was going to ask him something. I went to another party years ago, and I was going to say, hey, man, if you ever need, and I, and, I, <laughs> and I was too nervous, and I was like, fuck it. I just said, hey, Mr. Mark, Mark and he was just like, oh, how you doing, boy? And I just left. I was too scared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll say this. Every time I've ever texted him, he's always texted me back. And uh, so it's not that he's unresponsive to me, yeah. but he's so fucking intelligent. I don't know. How, like when I wanted to play Bush Jr. Right. And I had this conversation with him and it lasted about an hour. And the whole conversation was about uh, daisies. Okay. Daisies. <laughs> right. Now, maybe it wasn't an hour. Maybe it was half an hour. Right. Daisies. And I, at the end of it, I knew I didn't get the job. <laughs> but he never said, you're not getting the job. It's like him like holding keys in front of a baby, like, shiny, shiny, look over here. No, you're it, not getting it. it. You know, you have, I have to the, – the, if you see, like, Tina Fey and Jay Leno and mm -hmm. people lining up, just standing in a little line to get advice from him, he's pretty smart, fucking smart, that guy. Well, this guy's yeah. been around forever. He's seen I everything. Mean, he's worked with everyone. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I've said yeah. to, to Daryl before, I, I, he's my ultimate guest that I would love to have on this podcast just to listen and just to hear everything 
that he's got stories with, obviously with Daryl, but like, I mean, I could listen to that, uh, like that guy do an interview for hours. Yeah, I, I listened to him and Marin. The Marin, yeah, I did podcast. too. That was a great. That was a great. And interview. Marin was like, Marin was like, you know, you rejected me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he, that's what Marin even says. You know, Marin talks about this all the time. Like, I listen to Marin's podcast fairly often, but like, he he brings it up all the time, and he says, you know, he <laughs> goes, he's, he's, but he says he goes, I walked out of there loving the guy. Like he goes, yeah. I went in there to to yell at him and to be like, why didn't you choose me? Why did you reject? Right. But he walked out of that interview going, God, I fucking love Lauren Michaels. Yeah, yeah. When I talked to him in December, I was like, wow, he's a cool dude. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you want to talk about a mystery man. He's mysterious to me. I mean, there's almost no one in the Western world that won't return his call. Just think of somebody that won't call him back. Oh, my God, yeah. And my favorite favorite person that does the impression is uh, Mike Myers. Of, of Lorne Michaels. He, he did a Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil is based off of Lorne Michaels. Right, right. That's and hilarious. It, and it's such a, like, perfect impression. It just makes <laughs> it makes me laugh because it's a silly impression, and it's great. You know, and that's what I love about the impressions on SNL. They're silly, but yeah. they're also dead on, you know? Hey, yeah. yeah, he always tried to go for silly and smart at the same time, like Monty Python. Yeah. I don't know if you'll recall, but maybe a year and a half, two years ago, Trump tweeted something about me. No. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he said he, he, that Daryl was his uh, favorite impersonation of him because he yeah, didn't like so he didn't like Baldwin. Yeah, he was pissed at Baldwin, <laughs> which doesn't do anybody any favors. Okay, <laughs> but I, I remember I remember I was standing in the hallway at SNL and Lauren was coming down the hall. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, you, as usual, there's like eight ducklings behind him. You oh, know? Of course, like of course. people with notebooks and. Yeah. Chris, good-looking young people with yes. you know, bilingual, trilingual with masters from Harvard, <laughs> walking behind him, and they're all good-looking. Yeah. And he walks by me, and all he, all he says to me is, "The president knows your name." <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my ass off. I was like, "You know what? Thank you for for relieving this tension." You got his well, mouth down. <laughs> I can't do him. I, I, I won't even no, try to do you, him. That was pretty you good, You got man. the mouth down. President knows your name. <laughs> yeah, you do him. Now, see, that's that's a good impression. No, that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was that. That that time I sat in December, I sat down and talked to him, and he just was really cool. We were laughing and talking about prior and and and. And I'm like, yeah, you liked Richard Pryor. I said, so this guy knows when someone's good. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> so you know, what happened Dar- with me? <laughs> Daryl Hammond, you got Pryor. You got you. You had really great people. Oh but yeah. It's like, but yeah, but it's one of those things where you just go. It was just one of those things, you know. What do you want, you know? But you know, as a as a comedian, you growing up watching Eddie Murphy and and and, and all the Kazarinsky and Gross, Mary Gross, that those years of Piscopo and. And you as a an African American, and you're like Eddie Murphy, motherfucker. I want to be that guy right there. And then you go to New York, and then you have a chance to get on the show. Imagine you, that shit sticks with you when you don't get that. But um, what's her name? Via Senor, who's a friend of mine. Yeah, I remember Melissa. when she when she wasn't on there, Melissa, and I was doing shows with her in Montreal, and she tried out for it like four times. Yeah, she, she tried out a lot. It. And she finally got it. Yeah, I knew Melissa back in L.A. We used to do, yeah. um, when she was coming up in the comedy store, yeah. I started in yeah. L.A., and then I moved yeah. to New York eventually. Oh, okay, like, I didn't know that. 
Okay. Yeah, I was out in LA for years, and then I moved to New York about like six, seven years ago. So, mm. um, but yeah, this, you know, with her, I remember watching her go on stage at the Comedy Store, like you know, one in the morning. You know, yes, when she was coming up, she wasn't passed yet, and they right. throw her up, and then she's doing these Britney Spears flawless impressions. Yes. I mean, crushing. Yeah, Christina Aguilera, crushing. Shakira, all of them. Yeah, Shakira, yeah. all of it. And I was like, and everyone was like, how is this woman not on SNL? And that's what like. Every, the whole buzz around the comedy store was like, this is the next SNL cast member. She's going to wow. get there. But she was so young. And I think that was the only thing that held her back is that oh, she was like, right. this, she was like, I don't know, like early twenties. And, yeah. Yeah. um, and then, you know, the impressions were there, but the rest of her standup, because she was wasn't so young there. in standup, right. wasn't there. So she didn't right. have the complete act, but years later, as she built it and built it and learned, she started doing the road. She started like working yeah. you know, regularly. They passed mm-hmm. her at the, at the store. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, she was able to perfect that. And she was able to get that stage time to, like, be that all-around good comic <clears throat> with, you know, stand-up jokes and impressions mixed together. Yep. Kind of like yep. what Daryl does both. Like, you know, you got you got that stand-up and you've got but that I, impression. You know, I'll just say I modeled myself, you know, I, I of course I studied impressions when I was younger. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was the first guy who was funny, right? Right. So I made that my standard, like... Yeah. I'm not going to just fucking do a voice if I don't have a punchline. There you go. Yeah. I'm not, yep. I'm going to, he was my, my model. And, and I thought maybe the best impressionist I ever saw Yeah, but that at that time I saw that was what I was thinking, but he was also the fun. He was always funny. Yeah. So I'm yeah. standing in the studio one, eight, eight H one day. And, um, he's standing right there. <laughs> You know, he, he had just done the Rosie O'Donnell show. And I went, you know what? I, I know I'm going to embarrass myself, but I don't care. You're my fucking hero. Right. I, and I don't care if I I love you so much. Like, I went up to a chick one time and I went, I don't care what you think of me. I'm just telling you, you're, you're the most fucking beautiful woman I've ever saw. Right. And, and I know I'm going to be embarrassed. And I, I really don't care. It was the same with him. I was like, I got to say it. You're my fucking hero. Right. He he says to me, "Well, that's how I praise coming from your ass." <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I praise dope. coming from your ass. <laughs> Jesus, so great, my, man. I have my Eddie Murphy story about seven, eight years ago when I was in L.A. There was this movie called Who's Your Caddy. It was like a Caddyshack, but a black version of it. And so Eddie Murphy at the time was dating this lady by the name of Tracy Edmonds, who was babyface, you know, babyface Edmonds, babyface. Yeah. He hits his ex-wife. So Eddie was dating her at the time. Oh, all right. Super hot. And so we're at this, you know, at premiere and we're at the after party. And my buddy goes, yo, man, your boy Eddie's behind you. I said, what? fuck is eddie and i go motherfucker eddie murphy so he's standing there by himself in a really nice suit a suit that i don't think i'll ever be able to get it's a really (laughs) nice suit so i go over there and i just said fuck it he's by himself i'm going over there i went over there and i go hey what's up man he goes hey godfrey what's up he says hey godfrey what's up wow he knew your name that's fucking amazing you don't think i'm like in my head yeah. going, that motherfucker know my name. Yeah. <laughs> man, I can't believe it. You know, but I'm all cool. Hey, man, what's up? Because I because I work with Charlie a lot. You know, I knew Charlie and all that. And he goes, yeah, hey, man, what's up, man? I go, yo, 
how you been, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking about whether he's going to make a comeback, the whole nine. Even before Jerry Seinfeld interviewed him, I pretty much was talking about the same shit about his comeback. But I was at a fucking party. And I'm sitting there talking to him. And he goes, yeah, man, I saw you in this one film, this this film you were in with Monique of Fat Girls. I, I watched it. You were really good in it. I was like, I was watching it last night. I said, get the fuck out of here, dude. And I'm still... <laughs> That's remember awesome. in my head in my head I'm like, oh my God, it's all in the movie. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but I'm all cool going, yeah, man, appreciate that. Appreciate that. And then I take a then I then I take a picture with him and I still have it on That's my phone. Awesome. I take a picture with him and I'm wearing this jacket that I think is really cool. But when the picture comes out, it I look like a fucking Vietnam War veteran. I look so poor <laughs> next to him. Because the it's a jacket, it's a green army dope jacket, and 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 next to Eddie, he looks so wealthy. Next to me, it was like it was. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you something. When I met Richard, I didn't. I guess I met Richard Pryor. He was in a mm-hmm. wheelchair at the American yeah. Comedy Awards. Yes. I don't care. I kissed him on the head. I kissed there him you right go. here on the. That's right. Head. I'm like, I don't That's care. Awesome. I love right. you. That's right. And I gave him a little kiss on the head and just, you know. That's so hug. great. That's real respect, well, though. That's well, how amazing. How are you yeah. going to get to meet fucking Richard Pryor? Absolutely. Uh, the, yeah. The only the only Richard Pryor story I have is me meeting his ex-wife in Bahamas. <laughs> oh, I met his I met his daughter once. His daughter was doing stand-up for a little while. Yeah, I, I know. I keep in touch with his son, Richard Pryor Jr., on Instagram because I did an impersonation. My my Richard Pryor is not too bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, you gotta, yeah. Can we put Richard, you on the spot? Rich, okay, in front of Daryl Hammond. Fuck. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, in front of Chris Milhouse. Just look, look at it that way. <laughs> no, but I'm actually comfortable around Daryl because I've had conversations with Daryl before. I've worked with Daryl, but my Richard, Richard is loud. Like my, I'm doing, but Richard is actually a very soft-spoken dude. He's yeah. not. But my Richard is, of course, man, you motherfuckers is crazy, Jack. <laughs> you ever see a motherfucker? Yeah, I could do him. Yeah. But I'm, in, I'm, I'm somewhere where I, don't, I can't be too loud, but I'm like, that's some funny shit, Jack. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> you know, I, I can oh, do his breathing. Nice. Yeah, I can do his breathing. That's I can excellent. do all that shit. I'll, I'll tell you something uh, about Pryor. He had three concert videos, and everyone talked they, about they were so blue, but in each of those videos, there were 30 minutes of squeaky clean yes disney level yes. brilliant fucking comedy that's right like that's right. brilliant shit with that's right. as clean as you can get yeah yeah and i don't know if you ever remember the one which goes, one which which concert uh this was here and now the hbo one. Oh, here that was his like last one after yeah, sunset like, strip like the brother was low running and he's doing this thing. Oh, oh, that's that's live live in concert, nineteen seventy nine, oh. Long Beach, California. Long Beach. Yes. The brother was low running and then he shifted <laughs> in the over, uh, overdrive and he goes, Yeah, the brother had a hat on and he went like this and he turned his and, hat around and, and he went down. That was the shit, right? How okay, great so was that? Do you are you you ever watch a comic and go, you know what? Usually if I'm watching a comic, I can figure out how they wrote that joke. Right, I can, I I get the organic right. structure right. of it. Right, right. But he would have these fucking things where I go, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no, from that's yeah. like a 
It's like Jesus yeah. wrote that joke. It's yeah. brilliant. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you, guys can, if you guys can answer this, but I heard years back uh, when I was coming up as a young comic is that, the, that he never really did the same set twice. Right, unless, right. unless he was unless he was filming something maybe for all right, like a let special. Me quiz, let me but I don't know if that's true. I don't. I let mean, me quiz. And it was so impressive. Did you see Lime and Smoking? Of course, that's April 1971 at the Improv in New York City. Look at where that. he was jamming. He's smoking yes. a cigarette. Yes, he was. And he and so they told me, and this is what I started fucking doing. They told me he would get on stage, um, and he would just jam, but he would record the set. Right. And if anything worked, he brought that back and tried to add to it, and he jammed right. some more. Yeah. So there were, th- and he did. I mean, a lot, much, much of the, this is the greatest comic I think that ever lived because yes. he could write clean if he wanted. Well, of course. He could write with any clean, he could write with That's Seinfeld. Right. That's right. Okay. So uh, I remember th- there was something about the, uh, the gazelle being chased by the cheetah. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> and I think that ended up being a three-minute bit or two-minute bit in Live on Sunset Strip. Sunset Strip, it's, yeah, that's and right. I like, seeing the two juxtaposed, it gave me the courage to go, fuck it, that's what I'm going to do. You know, and, and, and the beautiful thing about Pryor, I don't know if you guys saw the documentary Omit the Logic. I didn't. You have to see that Pryor documentary. It's called Omit the logic it came out okay. about five years ago and it's it talks about when he was filming sunset strip you know he did it twice yeah he gave up the he gave up the first time they got the footage of him because well, he like, bombed right the and first he was time? just not feeling it. he goes i'm not right. mm, i ain't feeling it i ain't feeling it man i'm sorry guys and then the next day he did it and killed it and you murdered and he, yeah and you know who was backstage at the time uh, Jesse Jackson. <laughs> really? <laughs> they have footage of him backstage as Jesse Jack because Jesse's everywhere, and Jesse's Jackson and all these people. And yeah, you have to see it. Omit the logic. I think it's the most comprehensive because his friend David Banks. You know, his uh, David Banks was one of his best friends, a writer. And David mm-hmm. goes, "Listen, when you're dealing with Pryor, you have to omit the logic. You have to omit the logic." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's brilliant. Is his brain ain't going to work like your brain? No, 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 no. He sees things you can't see. Right, right. He's the only guy I ever saw. You know, I, I heard Leno said one time that you can't educate an audience and get them to laugh, or you can't say something they don't believe and still get them to laugh. They have to basically believe the premise. But if you see him in live on Bourbon Street, there were things he was saying to those white people. He was confronting them, and they still laughed. Okay. Right. He was educating and confronting, and they yeah. still laughed. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen that. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll I, say this. I think my, my I opinion. Do that. I was going to say, my opinion, I've seen Godfrey do some of this stuff before. Yeah, and, I, on the shows in Gotham, I do, yeah, I, I do, yeah. I do white people shit. Yeah, but and I I've, do, seen, I've seen Chappelle do the same thing, too. Yeah, but there's a way to do it. There's a way to serve it. And, you, and, 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 and if you look at Pryor, who was married to white women and married to different types of women, you know he, he's, he, he loves humanity. It, it, oh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, when I'm talking about white people, I don't hate white people. I hate mean people. And yeah. If they happen to be white, you're just checking them. If they happen to, it's like 
they they can tell you're sincere. It has there has to be a sincerity and a love for humanity to be able to talk. Hey, hey, white people, let me tell you what's going on here. You In know, the I'm long, but then to keep his audience, there yes, a lot yes. of white people there. He had to keep his audience. Yeah. He had to do some white dudes don't play that. Play shit. that shit. All right, cut the <laughs> cut the crapola. Crapola. <laughs> <laughs> but he balanced it out. He balanced it out. And he goes, he says, he's like, white people said, niggas done sold they seats. He's yeah. like, we were sitting right there. We ain't sitting here now, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then some white dudes don't play that shit. Yeah, he's like, fuck the fucking crapola. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking ain't right, buddy. Come on, yeah. you fucking peckerhead. Come on, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. My friend's dad directed that. Oh, wow. Jeff Margolis, my friend buddy is Adam Margolis, yeah. who actually was the cameraman for my first Comedy Central hour special. So Adam Margolis is he went to uh, USC film school. He's one of my best buddies. And his dad, because when I went to his dad's office, you know, Jeff Margolis, who literally like he directed, I think, uh, the grab uh, the Oscars for like 10 years. Oh, that's awesome. So, so I went and I'm hanging out with his dad and I see the poster of live in concert. Richard Pryor. I go, I said, why the fuck do you have this big ass poster? Oh, I directed it. I said, motherfucker, that's you. <gasps> Patty LaBelle, when Patty LaBelle opened up for Richard Pryor, that's 1979. I said, oh my God. So yeah, my buddies. Um, Here, here's something, here's something interesting. We should, when we put these online, yeah. it should be Godfrey part one and Godfrey part two. Cause we've done two hours. Haven't we? we? No, we uh, we went to, we're about an hour. We're a little over an hour, maybe oh, about an hour. Shit. Okay, so should be Godfrey. Is it Godfrey one? All right, I like that shit. I like trilogy. <laughs> this is Godfrey one, but, but you we, should, we, you should we, come back. We definitely was, have to have Godfrey for another one. I would well, love to I come would, back. When I was writing when? some material for us, but um, you know, I didn't know you were coming tonight, so I didn't finish it. But here is the start of it. Oh I'm shit! So, so um, maybe we could play again yeah. sometime let me let me know anytime i you know i'm a i'm a big fan daryl i respect you so much dude same to you. i mean straight up right back at you buddy straight up and like, before before we close we usually this you know this podcast is called the third person and you know we try to get everyone to tell us a story that's fun it's wild maybe that's something yeah. they witnessed you know yeah. and and we'd like for people to tell it in the third person but if they don't yeah it's whatever <laughs> but I don't know if you've uh, if you got a good story for us to close out on. That would be great. Oh, story. Let's see. Um, oh God, I had a story. Oh, oh man, oh, wait, I've got some it. nasty shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really fucked up nasty shit. Um, what that story? Do you see? That I've seen. Like I remember, I I played the White House Correspondence Center, and then I went uh-huh. to a party afterward, and then I rode home in a limo with a with a famous woman network. Yeah. News anchor, yeah. that's nasty shit. <laughs> I feel like we need more nasty shit out of that. We need to hear the details. I, no, you're you not getting it. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to come up a, a good story. Uh, 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 oh God, I, I thought I had a good one, and I forgot. But it's already a, this is already a killer podcast. Oh, absolutely. But when I come back, can I come back and then have a story? Yes, of often. course, of course, okay. Often. 
I will have a, a, yes. If you guys invite me, I would love to come back. This yeah. is awesome. We'll get you back out. We'll do a part two, and then we'll we'll have you as a, we'll have you be recurring on the podcast. Oh, they're like Godfrey part two. I, I wish. Are you in LA now? No, I'm in Hell's Kitchen, buddy. Oh, great. Yeah, we're all yeah. in New York. We're all uh, in, we all we I'm all made it. I'm, I wouldn't mind having coffee with you sometime, Daryl. For real, I think I still have your number. Remember when you were doing that sitcom? It was a black sitcom. And and you, I texted you from there. Are we there yet? That's right. <laughs> and you were like, and I and I was like, oh, what do you do? I'm doing. Are we there yet? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that um, that we can do a whole podcast just on the cancellation of that show. <laughs> Are you there serious? Because that show was so brilliant. Oh man, Ali Leroy was directing. It was Ali Leroy. Is that the one that uh, Christian Finnegan was on too? Yes. 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 That was a great show. Ali Leroy um, is from Chicago. I knew Ali when I was a, 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 a doing open mics in Chicago with Lance Crothers. Pootie Tang? Yeah. Pootie Tang, they're all from Chicago. We're all from Chicago. Oh, that shit. guy could talk to me. Man, he could get shit out of me. <laughs> Some people can. Some people just yeah. have the ability to get shit out of people. You know, like <laughs> He got me to give performances I, I, I wouldn't know how to give. Wow. You know, the only wow. other time that happened to me was I worked at La Jolla Playhouse and there was this Tony Award winning director there, Chris Ashley, and he got yeah. me to do acting shit, like stuff wow. I wouldn't, can't do. Right. You know? and, and same with Ali. He was marvelous. So Ali great. Leroy. I was on the Oprah Winfrey show with Ali Leroy when I was in college. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. I used to be on the Oprah Winfrey show in Chicago because that was like the biggest thing you could do. Oh yeah, you know, Oprah Winfrey was. It was either you're going to play for the Bulls, or you're going to be on Michael Jordan's team, or you're going to be on Oprah Winfrey. You know what I mean? And and at the same time, I was in doing amateur night open mics were for Bernie Mac's open mics. It was Bernie Mac had open mics for us, That's so awesome. that was the first time I met Bernie. You know, on the south side of Chicago when he was unknown, and he was just talking like motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Tired of this bull motherfucking shit. You know, fuck all you motherfuckers. You know. That, yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And this that became, and that became a, He became like a star doing that accent, that Chicago yeah. local shit. So, uh, our yeah. last guest was uh, Dean Edwards, and Dean talked oh, about. Man. You know, Dean. Dean's awesome. I mean, we love Dean, yeah, and uh, that's my brother right there. Dude. Yeah, he he, he yeah. speaks always so highly of you as well. So yeah, like, my buddy. he was telling us a story about Bernie Mac and how he literally sat like <laughs> at you know on SNL when he came in. To host, he he went and, and introduced himself <clears throat> to every individual person that That's worked so there. Great. And, oh wow! You know, just to, and everyone's like, "Dude, we know who you are. You're the host." And he's like, "He's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna make he's sure like, I know everyone." Man. That's <laughs> right. That's right. He he he's just humanity. You know, he never forgot that integrity. No, and I, people I, like human beings. I I love that man. I love hearing those types of stories about like yeah. people that were yeah. such great heroes, like comedic heroes yeah. to me, like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, I, well I was, now we have we have two great podcasts in the can. Yes. So are you, is this your first two? These are first two. Yeah, we're launching this. Uh, you know, for yeah. our listeners, we were uh, we're we're, oh, we're building damn. it up. We're going to launch them all and just stay consistent. Gonna, Don't give here's up. The, here's the we thing: not. <laughs> if we did this show and the Dean Edwards show in front of a live crowd, it would kill. It would oh kill. yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, once you, once you all this stuff is over, we're definitely going to try to do uh, some live shows and, and bring some live like, guests in and have Godfrey, have an amazing time. Today. Yeah, today. I have a oh, I have a story. I have a real quick one. 
Okay. When I was, you know, one of my first gigs was working for Cosby. I worked in um, when he <laughs> did Cosby. Remember, he had the the last sitcom. It was on CBS. It was called Cosby. And I got a job warming up the audience. Well, they called me audience coordinator. I was living in Queens, New York, Long Island City. Mike Epps was my roommate at the time. And oh, Leslie Jones came and slept on our carpet, our couch. And I didn't even know her. From, <laughs> I didn't know her. Wow. She slept. Yeah. For two weeks. So I had that gig and that was the, the same year Cosby's son was murdered. I was there. Oh, you know what I mean, yeah. I was there and I remember this. I could say this. Okay. So I'm warming up the crowd. This is CBS Kaufman Astoria studios. Oh, by the way, right next door to Sesame street. So if you ask me how to fucking get there, I can tell you. So, perfect. Perfect. And, and so, and you know, and, and let me tell you, I want to tell you how I found out Sesame street was next door. I was warming up the show one day and the black lady with the Afro that had been on Sesame street for years was standing watching me. And I go, and I literally go on the mic. There's the lady from Sesame street. <laughs> and she goes, you know, we're right next door. I go, are you kidding me? She goes, after you take a break, you should come on down. I was like, she was just like she was on TV. Come on down. It'd be funny if you ran out of the taping, like in the middle of your job. You're like, I gotta go. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Yeah, everybody was like, wow. So um, I remember warming up the show and I would do really well, you know, because, you know, you're warming up the show. You're trying to keep your job. So you're trying to be funny as hell. No cursing was very clean. And then one day, one day, uh, one one night, one night, I'm warming up. Before I start, the the one of the directors comes up to me and goes, "Hey, um, Dr. Cosby wants to come and do a set." I go, "What?" He never comes out, and he oh. goes, "Doctor Dr. Cosby wants to come and do a set." I was like, "What?" Yeah, he wants to do some stand up before you go on. Oh, okay. So he goes up there. He comes out, does a monologue, destroys the place. Huh. Kills it. Murders. Yeah. And he takes the mic and tosses to me and goes, follow that. <laughs> wow. And walks wow. away. Wow. I would have gone home. I, I said no. And I, and I was like this. You see, people, you got to understand where you see and the people. I did. And I remember doing Cosby one time. I'm imitating him in front of the audience. And I'm like this, you see, and you got to be writing is the key. And the crowd <clears throat> laughter goes even higher. And so I'm turned around. I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm double murdering. <laughs> He's behind me. is standing right behind me. <laughs> doing oh. this, going, he goes, and he's going, son, I do not talk like that. You are not <laughs> imitating me the proper way. <laughs> and he walks off and the place goes bananas. I thought I was murdering, murdering. <laughs> There's my story. There's there one. Go. That's one. I'll that's, give you another. And that's the day you got fired, right? <laughs> no, no, I, did, I actually didn't. I stayed the whole, I stayed the whole season. Thank God. And oh I, yeah. I just, yeah. I was waiting for you to be like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, I'm done. Like, no, nah, nah, yeah, I thought I was done, but I wasn't. I was, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, man. Yeah. That's a fabulous yeah. story. I tried forever to, to do Cosby. I could never get a good one. Yeah, I Brad Garrett could do I could, I could never get a good one until <clears throat> I saw Eddie Murphy do it Oh, live on stage in Orlando. Mm. And the only choice I had was... <clears throat> sorry. 
do I rip off Eddie Murphy's impression or not? Yes. I could do his impression, yes. but I couldn't do Cosby. I could, right. I, could I, do- I, took, I took, I was able to do Denzel Washington by copying Dean Edwards. Dean was the first to do Denzel. Cause I was like, how come I can't, you know how you can't get somebody, but I couldn't get him. Oh yeah. I love, right. Dean's, I, I love Dean's Denzel, by the way. It's, well, it's fucking flawless. Well, because Dean was doing, he had captured that. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. And I said, Oh, that's what Denzel does. And so when I started doing it, I did a more subtle Denzel, but I was, he was the prototype. And I tell Dean, I said, Dean, I learned from you to do <laughs> Denzel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like people learn off of me when they want to do certain characters. It's like if we watch yeah, Daryl Hannah, we, yeah, you do. That's how you, yeah. Impressions are easy to steal. Yeah. And my thing is, I don't really care about, it's, it, to me, it's not really stealing. It's just, you know, it's just, if you can tune your voice to play a character and you need help from someone else, that's fine. As long as you're not stealing the routine I do with that voice. Because I know people taking, I'm trying to show people how to do prior. I go, oh, you should try this. Because another guy, this guy, he's an unknown dude, real good impersonator. He, he, was, he was trying to teach me how to do Stewie from the, the family guy, Stewie. And oh, so yeah. I said, man, I, I just can't do it. He goes, this is how you do it. And he was really good. His name is Patrick Garrity, just some road comic. And he goes, he did Christopher Walken in a library, whispering, which was unreal. He did that. And then he said, with Stewie, you can use the word Brian. Brian, 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 Brian. So that's how I learned from him. He taught me how to do the Stewie thing. You know, I was close, but I needed something better. And he said, just say Brian. Brian, Brian, come here, Brian, Brian, come here, Brian. <laughs> that, so it's always like little little clues or little things to kick you off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so in awe of both of you guys. I mean, with, to be continued. impressions. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate uh, you being on the podcast, and I know Daryl does too, but just your impressions, man, are, are, are spot on. I'm just a stand up. I'm not an impressionist. Well, so Daryl is, is a master, but not only a stand up, but a fucking dope ass comedian. I keep telling people, I said, nah, Daryl's is dope as shit. Like, he's a real stand up. He's not some. And now, what? Let's imagine if John Travolta were in Burger King. <laughs> well, no. Daryl literally has jokes. Like, I, yeah. dude, when I do, you know what I imitate? I imitate, um, I love to recite David Tell. I love to recite um, Bill Burr. I like to recite, and I always do Daryl's, uh, hey, is that you going woo, woo, woo? Is that you going woo, woo, woo? <laughs> About the ghost, the ghost thing. Yeah. You? Are you the Come one here. going woo 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 up and down the hall? <laughs> you the cop sucker going woo woo woo? Get that shit up. Thank you. That means a lot. Oh my god, that shit has. <laughs> I love that shit. I do that shit all. They go woo woo woo. The next time I suck you into my fucking vacuum. You <laughs> fucking remember that. That shit, I used to holler when you did that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And the stuff you talk about being from the South, you know, and just, oh, my God. Oh, this shit was so goddamn funny. You, I was like, man, because I, I only knew you as like, oh, you're an impersonator. Then I see you on stage like, oh, this motherfucker's a master. He's the real deal. So, so well, I, made you, a, I managed to make a living out of it. And, and you goddamn any- right. As Eddie Murphy says, that's high praise coming from you. Thank you. Yes, sir. We got to give well, you credit. You we got to give you some credit, man, because you're the guy in stand-up that nobody wants to follow. Okay, Godfrey? Like you, there's a reason why you close every show. 
I don't think that's amazing. There's not many, you many people that could. There's not many people that can follow you. I would eat a dick after I follow you. <laughs> I mean, to be granted, I, I eat a dick anyway because I'm not that funny. <laughs> but I, like, but no, my thing man. is, I always chose the last spot because I always thought that would just make me better. And I just don't, I always chose the last spot. I say, if I just stay, go last. Do you do, you do a tell? Oh, I'll do, um, okay, here's, okay, I do a tell. When a tell fucks with me, if I'm going to the bathroom, Godfrey knows you're a black man in America. Boogly. <laughs> Godfrey knows racist, racist. All <laughs> oh, damn. And sometimes, oh, a tell would do this. When I used to host at the cellar, I hosted for like five years, you know, and uh, the tell would be like, give it up for Godfrey and Artie right after Moesha. <laughs> that's really fucking good this is my alright we should close on this I'm going to tell you my okay. favorite right. you can do the voice but I can't do the voice Okay. there was a time when he made me laugh so hard that I fell like my knees but my <laughs> knee buckled and I had to catch myself have you ever seen him do this joke um, and I'll just do the joke I won't do the voice okay. he goes, uh, right. you know there's not a lot of nice looking women here tonight and I'd really like to take one of you out and and treat you like a queen. Is anybody interested in that? Anybody at all want to go out with me? Well, I'd be treated like a... No? Nobody? And people get angry when I rape. <laughs> people, oh, he goes, and people wonder why I rape. Anyway, <laughs> or, when he would do, or when he would be bombing. I mean, you talk about a guy, him and Jim Norton, just so fantastic in the, when they bomb, they were so good. Like Carson, you know, when Carson would bomb and, 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 and he would go, um, he would go, I need to turn this shit up to funny. Let's turn this thing to funny. Yeah. Or he'll go, I need some quick laughs. Monkey pussy, monkey pussy, <laughs> monkey pussy. Just fantastic. Or Jim Norton would go up and bomb and he'd go, what did I bomb on the way up? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, look at my face. I understand. I deserved it. Look at my face. Look at my profile. Ugh. That's great. That's great, man. I think Jim Norton was the first one that ever said to me that line where he goes, <laughs> I, I got, I, he goes, Hey, did you go up yet? And I said, uh, I said, yeah. And he goes, Oh yeah. Great set. Fuck you. <laughs> like he just like, <laughs> Oh, I loved it. It's just, but that was old school <clears throat> comedy seller. It was just dope and awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I'll, next time, let's do a part two, guys. We'll do a part two. Uh, anything you want to plug real quick, Godfrey? Because I know you got a podcast like, and live. Yeah, I got a podcast um, in Godfrey We Trust on the Gas Digital Network. And Daryl, if you ever, you guys ever want to come, that would be fantastic. Um, it, it's Gas Digital Network, Louis J. Gomez's company. Oh, yeah. I know, Louis. Uh, yeah, Gas Digital Network, um, Tuesdays and Fridays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Also, um, when is this coming out? When is this uh, probably button uh, probably next week or the week after. Yeah, I'll be at the Houston, actually Houston Improv, September third through the sixth. So, oh, let's hope, let's hope and, you're going to be there without this hurricane. No, I just came man. back from Dallas and San Antonio, but the hurricane, like you said, if the yeah. hurricane, whatever. But so, yeah, go go to your website, right? Oh uh, well, it's yeah. I got to get that back up because I forgot about it because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, me no, too. There were no dates on it. Yeah, so I, I haven't updated it. on either. Right. So <laughs> it's it's GodfreyComedian.com, but also my Instagram, which is the most important, is Comedian Godfrey is my Instagram. Follow me on that. Twitter is Godfrey Comedian, and uh, there it is. Shit. All right. Well, thanks, yeah. Godfrey. You'll give him my n- number. 
Please, no, I'll, I'll, I'll exchange your number so you guys. I will definitely on. text you later, sir. All right. Thank you so much. If you want to do the podcast, we will. Okay, great. Yes, Appreciate of course. You, buddy. Thank, right. you, thank you peace, so much peace. for being on, man. See you well, soon. Well, it's good to see Daryl out doing a podcast, God damn it. Oh, yeah, man. We're, we're having a great time. We appreciate you being awesome. on as a guest. Yes, sir. All right, All right we'll buddy. See you guys later. <laughs> see you, man. Yeah. All right. And that was Godfrey, guys. Uh, what a fucking fantastic guest. And if, if any of the listeners on this don't know Godfrey's comedy, you got to look it up. He's one of the biggest killers in stand-up and he's just absolutely such a force on stage i've never seen him bomb never this dude is a absolute murderer he'll take a crowd that's been there for two plus hours that's tired they want to go home they've seen a lot of comics and he'll breathe life back into him as if he's the first comic like he's that dude you know so if you guys don't know him please follow him please check out his stuff uh and then uh before we go i'd like to say uh i forgot to include this in our last podcast but Please subscribe to us, uh, give us five stars, leave us nice reviews, uh, tell your friends. That's how we're going to build this podcast, word of mouth and just getting, uh, you know, everybody on board to, uh, to keep uh, listening and to keep watching. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to grow this. We're gonna have, we have such a great time, and we love, the, we love any good feedback from you guys, so we appreciate that. Daryl, anything All to right, add Dave. before we close out? Huh? Anything to add before we close? No, except that we've done two great shows in a row. Yeah, absolutely. We're just going to keep because of the guests, you know. Yeah, we've got we've, we've, we're lucking out with these amazing guests, and uh, I hope you guys still keep uh, sticking with us. We've got some great guests lined up coming up, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll announce them as uh, as we get them. So, okay. Thank you guys, and uh, maybe make sure you follow both of us on social media as well. Daryl C Hammond, uh, and then I'm at Chris Millhouse, two L's in Millhouse. Uh, thank you very much, guys. That's it for us. See you next time.